Coming up on today's episode, you may hear information about different NFTs or investment opportunities. As always, we remind you we are not financial advisors. This is not financial advice. And some of the information you hear may be inaccurate. Enjoy the show. Do your own research. Sorry, fuck that bit up. <laughs> Welcome to Nearly Fresh Topics. Nearly Fresh Topics because we're almost cool, on the cusp of cool, but not quite there yet. Um, my name is Ross Campbell. I'm a, a digital comic book artist. Uh, I color comic books mainly for DC, never for Marvel. They've never asked me. Lame. One day. And one day. One day, indeed. Indeed. And uh, this is Jason. Hello. I'm a, I'm a, uh, a, I don't even know how to define myself. I'm not a comic book artist. I'm a, I'm a community and social media manager for NFT projects. Let's go with that today. She, someone once told me to call myself a chief community officer. Oh, a CCO. I like it. Yeah. 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 Sounds very official. Right. So that's yeah. me. I'm the chief, I'm the chief community officer of the, of the world. <laughs> and that's why your background is just as that's right with the air behind me i am chief that's right gotcha, that's gotcha. right all right yeah. cool so now the introductions are done uh fuck what were we going to talk about first uh, well what's what's new with you tell me about your week i know it's been a crazy week how was christmas oh yeah christmas was great um we were missing a brother he's away to france with his partner because she is French and their family's over there. Uh, but we did get my bigger brother there, my mother, my mother's new partner, my partner, everybody's got partners. We're so happy. It's good. Chris doesn't have a partner though. He's, he's a sad. He's a loser. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. I love my brother dearly uh, for whenever he but, sees this. But there's no reason to have a podcast except to be able to make fun of those you love, right? So. Exactly. Right, yeah. Well, I, I'm absolutely. I'm not sure what I'm thinking of. Like, do I want them to watch or do I not? I'm, th- I'm, I'm sort of toward not. Like, don't listen to me and don't embarrass me when I'm when I'm amongst you. You know. Yeah, I think I'm gonna get my people to watch, unless it goes completely off the rails, and then we'll see. Yeah, well, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. But uh, we had a great Christmas anyway. It was a beautiful turkey dinner by Rosanna, my dearest, my beloved. Awesome. And unfortunately, the beef olives were, they went off. We got them from the butchers and they were very expensive. And I'm actually blaming my mother's fridge. It's never my uh, fault. It's always something else, you know. My mother's fridge what is wasn't a, strong enough. What is a beef olive? <laughs> All right. Uh, it's like, uh, do you know what a minute steak is? Like really finely cut beef. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you wrap either you either you wrap that around a sausage or some mealy pudding. And uh, mealy pudding, by the way, is I'm not actually sure what it constitutes of. It's 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 a Scottish thing, you know. It's okay. Like, it's got mealy in it, right? It's like oatmeal and maybe some sausage meat or okay, or God knows what. You know, we like we like that sort of thing. Over we'll here, put up a know? we'll put up a description right here yeah, yeah, yeah. for the for the <laughs> listeners. <laughs> I like it goes across the screen like a shooting star. Like Bling. that's right. The more you know, Scottish yeah. mealy pudding. Yeah, yeah there you go. Food.com. Beef olive is fucking delicious though. It's here go with a swear in the game. Like, how are we gonna bleep this out? I don't think we can. No, we'll uh, just ki- kids. Just you know, this is yeah. the real world. People swear. Sorry about it. That's right. I mean, cry if you have to. I'm sorry, but you know, life is tough. <laughs> it's yeah, horrendously tough. Yeah, exactly. Uh, how about well, you? How was uh, how was the holidays? The holidays were great. Uh, we went to. Uh, oh, this is interesting. My 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 partner Nikki. Um, hmm she's adopted and this year uh she managed to find both her birth parents independently of each other wow and because they're they're no longer together they haven't been together for 
forever right so yeah. uh they i don't know that they were ever together um and we went to her birth father's house because he lives not too far from us as it turns out um so we went there for christmas eve right and uh that was really fun we had a traditional um ukrainian style style uh christmas eve with you know pierogies and cabbage rolls and and things of that nature i have no idea why uh, that is like what's a cabbage oh, roll a cabbage roll is um have you ever had like a like a stuffed pepper yes okay so it's basically the same insides just you know minced ground beef and and rice and and spices um but it's wrapped inside a boiled cabbage leaf Okay, oh, this is making sense. Uh, for, it, for some reason, when you're talking about stuffed peppers, like how do you stuff a cabbage? You know, oh, <laughs> but yeah, it makes sense. You just take the leaves off. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You Fine. take the leaf, boil it, wrap it around. It tastes about as good as it sounds. I mean, nothing against, nothing against. Um, no, yeah, or or these people specifically who made it. It's just. Right. You know, even the best cabbage roll I've ever had is like, eh, fine, seven or whatever, you know, right, okay. yeah, yeah. not, not, uh, uh, nothing to write home about. And then pierogies, are you familiar with pierogies? No idea. They're, they're, they're like, they're, they're like dumplings, I guess, basically just, just some inside in, in a bit of dough. So okay. traditionally, traditionally you would mash up, uh, like cheddar mashed potatoes. I guess. All right. Yeah, yeah. And and put it into um a a pierogi shell, which is just a dumpling shell, and then you uh you you cook them and then you boil them and then you fry them and then you eat them with sour cream. That, that sounds pretty good though. Yeah, I enjoy I, I them. Feel, I feel you fill that with some mealy pudding and you're not no winner, you know. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it probably you probably could do something similar. Yeah, um, this is good. Really, pierogies are just a vehicle for sour cream, and and, and that's <laughs> right. about that. Um, you know, you, it, traditionally, it right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tra- traditionally, they're served with um, like fried onions and either um, bacon, uh, like ba- crumbled bacon, or right. some people will do like a sausage with them instead so okay okay sausage pierogi onion cover all your food groups mm-hmm. you're good well uh, okay yeah. so that that is cool bigger question you said you had a great time there's no uh, bad blood then no uh so this was only the second time they'd met mm-hmm. and uh you know, it was a little awkward at first, of course, but yeah, there was no, you know, you got a couple drinks in you and, and he had a well-stocked bar and <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you just go to a place to eat and drink really. So how yeah. bad can it be? So Dude, no. And then we all got, we all got gifts, which we weren't expecting. They spoiled us. We got like gift cards and cash and, you know, the, you know, the one ounce, liquor bottles you'd get traditionally on like an airplane or something yeah, yeah. he he gave me as like a freezer size ziploc bag right full of them so nice. there's, there's got to be a there's got to be a hundred in there Jesus. so yeah <laughs> so i'm i'm set for two days no um <laughs> yeah one let's be yes. let's be reasonable one yeah <laughs> yeah so it was fun. And then the next day we went to Christmas at her sister's house and her sister's husband is Filipino. So we had some Filipino food, which I quite enjoy. So yeah. Just how much cabbage was in that one? Uh, none, thankfully, no. as yeah, far as I am aware. <laughs> <laughs> but, but other than that, and I don't know how, how it is where, where you are, but other than that, it's been freezing. Like, freezing freezing would be nice actually it would be warmer than what we're experiencing here it got down to minus 35 celsius which for our american friends is about minus 30 fahrenheit uh so it it's so cold that um the weather condition currently is ice crystals meaning the moisture in the air is freezing so that's always fun to deal with 
I imagine it's just Sorry. like walking through jelly, you know, all these ice crystals it's, on you. It's hard to breathe. It's Jesus. it's it's literally hard to breathe. Like mm -hmm. I have I have winter asthma. Mm -hmm. So when I when I go outside in this, I just I'm I'm coughing, and then of course I'm saying it's not COVID, it's the it's just the cold, <laughs> and everyone's just um, forming this big fucking what do you say quarantine around you, stay away from yeah, quarant exactly. Speaking of of COVID, I had to take my first rapid test. Have you done that yet? Taken any of the at home tests? Is uh, would that be the lateral flow test? Uh, I don't know. I put the yeah. thing up and swirled it around. Uh -huh. Yeah, and, yeah, then, yeah, and, then, and then you squeeze it out into some liquid. Yeah. And yeah. then you drop the liquid onto the yeah, onto we, the paper. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We we have yeah. that. Well, I say we have that. Rosanna, all we'd always take them. I think she took them twice a week because she was at school, you know, uh, as a teacher. Okay. Yeah. But I don't think I've ever taken one myself. I, I just do the roundabout COVID test, you know, just let Rosanna do it. And if she's got it. I'm right. Gonna, <laughs> right. That's, I stay yeah, I stay at home enough. all day, you know. So I'm I'm good. Yeah. I'm fucking solid. She's the weak. She's the weak link. <laughs> That's right. Hey, if anyone's gonna bring it back, it's you. Dirty. Yeah. <laughs> good. All right. So it was. Uh, uh, it was fine for you then. No COVID. So far. Yeah. You have so to far. take it. You have to take it every seventy-two hours for, like. Basically, they give you five tests, and you have to use four of them every seventy-two hours. Oh, sure. Okay. So you you can't be a hundred percent sure until you've gone through all four, and mm -hmm. then they give you the fifth one in case one of them doesn't work. Basically, yeah. I, so, I heard that was there. There was a forty percent false reading chance on the lateral flow tests. Have you heard similar? I yeah, they're not. Um, ideal but it's enough to give you a baseline yeah like they basically say if if you test negative you're probably fine mm -hmm. if you test positive <laughs> if you test positive then you should actually go for the real test that's yeah. what they say yeah that makes sense uh, and also you're talking about minus 35 degrees did you say celsius 30 for minus 35 Celsius. Minus 35 Celsius. And I understand that you had a hiccup with your, uh, with your heat. Our, yeah, our, our furnace froze. So the, the, greatest, the greatest irony is the furnace room, which is, we live in a, uh, it's called a coach home. It's basically a townhouse, but it's, it's dual level. So, so instead of us having the whole house, it's we're on the top and then there's a completely separate unit on the bottom. And then they're attached to other units through rows and, and things like that. Row homes, town homes, coach homes, whatever you want to call it. Anyways, our furnace is in its own separate room just outside. It's also the storage room. Right. And that, that room got so cold that the furnace froze and was just pumping cold, cold air into the house. So... Uh, luckily that, that went out at, at 11 o'clock at night, the one night, and it was fixed by nine 30 the next morning. So uh, that is decent. Um, still fine. Cold, cold way to go. Like, here's a, a, a question for perhaps just differences in naming, naming convention, I suppose a furnace. Uh, I assume that's what we call a boiler. Would it be a gas furnace? Yes. That would be the same thing. Ours is gas fed. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and uh, I suppose that's combi. Like, it does both hot water and uh, heating. We have we have two separate units. We have okay. a hot water heater and a furnace. Okay, okay. fair enough. What we would call a furnace a boiler. Yeah. yeah, we used to. I guess we do. Maybe there is a technical difference between boiler and furnace because I do know that boiler is a term we use here. But I'm more associated with like, you know, a university would have a boiler room or a, or a major office building would have a furnace room, a boiler, a boiler room, furnace. But a, a, furnace, a boiler room. But an individual house would just have a furnace. Okay. So I don't know what I don't know what the difference is. No, not right. Um, reminds me, there's this game I played called Frostpunk. And I, I get a bit too into the uh, apocalyptic range of things. Like I quite like these stories where Jesus, this could actually happen. Or 
it's almost always weather related but frostpunk is if you've ever played like command and conquer it's like a top-down yeah. um, strategy okay and this game is all about i think it's based in the 19th to 20th century like in, in the gap between it's like very the start of the industrial age and the whole game is surrounding this massive furnace and and everywhere around you is just fucking covered with ice and it's like blizzards are coming it's like the end of the world basically like and this is why i associate furnace with it's just this massive fucking thing and heat heating thing in the middle that everyone just sort of gathers around and right and tries to keep warm but uh I, i'm going off on a tangent but that's a really good game anyway frostpunk it's i was spent a f- Maybe a hundred hours on that. Maybe not. That's another frostpunk. I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to time it all with my hand movement so it comes uh, uh, across at the same time. That's beautiful, beautiful. I apparently I am beginning to lose my hair at the top, mm. and this was just discovered. Uh, I think it was last night. Although my little brother, he he lost his hair a lot quicker than me well I, i'm not even sure i'm losing my hair yet but we'll see but i always took the piss out of him and he's he's always on the lookout for i'm gonna get you when it happens to you ross you know right and so when he says it, i'm just like ah fuck you you don't know what you're talking about well, of course he does know what he's talking about because he's bald <laughs> <laughs> um but uh but yeah, I mean, I'm not sure how to feel about it. Is it going to suck? Maybe. Is it not going to suck? Well, I just fucking shave my head and be cool that way, you know? Be one of those now, shaved head people. Do you wear hats in your regular life? Nah. No, me neither. Nah. Fucking hats, like, I don't mind them, but they all seem to just give me a fucking itchy forehead. Yeah. And I yeah. don't know why. Very sensitive You know, skin. we call the woolen knit caps toques here okay so you have you have a toque and uh you know if i'm wearing a toque it means it's bitterly cold because you generally cannot pay me enough to (laughs) to wear those things because those are the definition of itchy everywhere yeah Yeah. Uh, well i mean i'll 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 tolerate it for 20 minutes going out walking the dog and even then like i will get too I will get too warm and I'll take it off and then all the sweat on my head I'll just freeze over, you know, and I'll get a cold. Yeah. Yeah. So fucking I'm not sure. I, I'm always worried about getting a cold. And I'm not sure if I could just why am I being such a big pussy? Or will I <laughs> yeah. actually will I actually get a cold if I just fucking take a scarf off? I don't know. I just don't want to chance it, you know. I I don't know. It's what if it's one of those you know, I, my dad always used to yell at me as a kid for not doing up my jacket in winter. Yeah. And so I just, because, oh, you'll catch a cold. Yeah. And I just yelled at my kid the other day for not doing up his jacket <laughs> in winter. But I was like, I don't actually know if I believe this. Right. I don't actually uh-huh. know. Like, how is a jacket either being up the zipper up or down? How is that one thing going to prevent you from getting your cold? Yeah. Yeah. And if it's cold enough, you'll get cold anyway. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's interesting so. that you say that because I I would all like my mom would always shout at me, get a coat on, uh, don't go out in a t shirt when it was we, uh, like, I don't know, like eight onwards, eight to 16, I guess. And then she just stopped right. giving a fuck. And as they do, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't even want to talk to you anymore. You're not my son. <laughs> the, uh, I, I always had a cold. I was always sniffling. I was always just fucking. <laughs> Right. I'll wipe and my I... nose and my arm and along the walls I go like that. <laughs> <laughs> Under the chair. Oh crazy. Uh, I was awful. I always had a cold and it just I'm astounded think... at my own idiocy because it was like, nah, I don't need a fucking jacket. What are you talking about? <laughs> I think awful. though that every kid always has a cold, right? Yeah. Because you're you're always with, especially when you're in school. Mm. Because kids are dirty, yeah. and so that's just you're just everybody in the class is just sharing the same cold over and over and over yeah. again, right? Yeah. Just, I know just throughout my, the year it starts at Timmy and then gets to Bob and then back to Jane and then go back to yeah. My <laughs> back to my Timmy. mom, 
my mom's retired now, but she was a teacher, a, a elementary grade school teacher. And um, she'd be sick for the first, you know, she'd go back to school in September and she'd be sick until March yeah. because it would just take that long for her immune system to recalibrate to, mm-hmm. you know, a bunch of dirty kids. It's wild. I think similar to Rosanna, there's always concern about bugs going around, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's always strangely enough it's when she gets to the end of the year like she i can't quite remember if she's actually sick or if she's just completely zonked like and then feels shit for a, like a week or something you know it's almost like a huge fucking mental dip it's like all right i don't have to be strong anymore against these fuckers and then just yeah. sort of slowly rises back up again but there's there's something going on there with the fucking dirty kids <laughs> Damn dirty kids. Dirty yeah. Kids. Yeah. Well, should we move on to some nearly fresh topics? Uh, yes, sir. Nearly fresh topics. So, uh, you know, all the rage uh, this week was the SOS token. Right. From from the Open DAO. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, is that what it's from? Okay. Because I've heard the Open yeah. DAO, but I've never heard of SOS. Yeah, the S, the Open DAO, and I, is that how you pronounce it? DAO, D A O. I think so. Yeah. I, I've been seeing DAO, DAO. but yeah, uh, yeah. So it's de- uh, decentralized autonomous organization. So here is their website, and for those of you listening, it's just theopendao.com. Mm. and essentially, yeah, they've come out with their SOS token, and it looks like the idea behind it is to um, help those who have been scammed on OpenSea. So um, 20% of SOS is allocated to the OpenDAO. It will compensate verified scam victims on OpenSea and then support emerging artists, support NFT communities, support art preservation. So that's an interesting idea to me. I, I don't know how you verify a scam victim, but that's not my problem, I suppose. Um, and all I know is I was able to claim 3.7 million SOS tokens based on my uh, based on my OpenSea activity. And when I first claimed them, it cost me $18 US in gas to claim them. And they were worth $33. And I haven't checked this morning. I've not logged into my wallet. But uh, when I went to bed last night, it was down to about $22. Right, right. So I I don't look at these things as a moneymaker. I don't look Mm -hmm. at them as... um, I'm going to get rich off of it. it. To me, it's just a free shit coin and it'll either be worth something or it won't be, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I like the idea of DAOs or DAOs. And yeah. it's, it seems all the rage, I suppose. And if you've got the right community around it and also the right mindset or the, the right mission, it's, I mean, I wish I, wish I had the technical savvy and know how to actually create one right and it it seems yeah just if you've got a DAO, then you're you're big shit in my eyes so are you gonna claim any of your sos tokens you've got until june and it's based on any activity you've done on OpenSea since OpenSea's inception till i think they took the snapshot on december 23rd I I don't think I've been that active on OpenSea. Uh, I have have I bought on OpenSea? I don't think I've ever bought on OpenSea. I I have bought. I mean, I've listed yeah a few original artworks. I've created NFTs on OpenSea on Ethereum. So maybe that's worth something. But uh, I for the most for the most part, it's just been. I've been given NFTs to be honest, because you there's know no people just in, love me. No harm in checking, I guess. Oh, uh, um, it's free to. All you do is you go to the theopendow.com. You connect your MetaMask 
and it tells you what you're eligible for and that's that and and yeah and then you've just got to pay the gas to claim it which um may or not 18, be 18, high. i'm not made of, i'm not made of money but 18 dollars i had in my metamask thankfully yeah. already so i was yeah. like screw it screw it might as well right yeah um I, well for gas i mean recently 18 dollars is pretty cheap yeah so yeah, I the first time I went to claim it went it jumped from 18 to 33. And I was like, well, I don't know where I draw the line between cheap and expensive, but 33 is on the other side of that line. Yeah. Um, and then it went right back down to 18. And I was like, oh. um, now there is another there is another um project that just came out. Um called gas dow uh help shape the future of web3 and it's it's a similar similar thought oh there's not much more to the website than that it's a similar thought basically it's 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 going to be a, a dow that i guess talks about um gas and ethereum and and how we can make all that more more manageable um but i was not eligible to claim any i guess you had to spend 1500 at least 1500 dollars us on gas in 2021 thankfully i did not uh it calc it calculates how much gas you've spent and i know somebody who it told them they spent 5.9 eth on gas this year that's hefty. 5.9 ETH is larger than the, the budget of some countries, you know? Like, it's 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 crazy. It's crazy to think that. So these are some interesting tokens, some interesting DAOs that are coming out. I see here in SOS, I can actually start to farm now. So I can, I might do that. Once we're done here, go to Sushi Swap and lock in my 3.7 million tokens because, right. again, worst case scenario, I lose them. And, you know, I spent I spent that $18 in gas prepared to lose it, right? That's yeah. Yeah, any yeah. anytime I buy a coin or um, or an NFT for that matter, in my mind, I've written that cost off. I'm never getting it back. If I do, awesome. But if I don't, I'm not going to cry over it. Yeah, I think that's the the wise wise way to go. Um, although uh, when I whenever I buy crypto, that's fucking the opposite. It's like this better make me something. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be or I'm gonna be really pissed and fucking homeless, I suppose. It it was funny being in the um, SOS Open DAO Discord because there are so many people you know, this is bullshit. It was worth blah, blah, blah when I got it. And now it's worth this. And it's like, it's, it's free, dude. What do you, it's not like, it's not like you've lost money or people go, Oh, it's a scam. Like, well, what it's a pretty bad scam then, because unless yeah. you, unless you did start to buy it up, which hopefully you did your research before there's nothing to scam. It was free, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Totally. Totally. I don't know. Silliness. <laughs> Madness. Silliness. Silliness, madness. And then the other thing I wanted to talk about NFT related uh, was our good friend GameStop, which mm. um, do you remember all that GameStop uh, yeah, situation I, I can't from earlier today? Started. can't remember how it started, but I do know that, you know, people were buying the stocks and they just went to the moon, basically, and and some people were complaining uh, about, I can't, I can't remember what they were bitching about, but, and I can't even remember who it was. Someone was not happy that GameStop was now doing great. And yeah. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Well, I suppose you could give us a better uh, a summary of what happened. It, it, basically, it has to do with short selling stocks, which I'm not in uh, a position to to explain, but basically a bunch of of wall street people were betting on gamestop to lose 
and then uh, right, yeah. and then reddit came in and bought it all up and refused to sell <laughs> and as a as a group refused to sell so it kept yeah. getting more and more and more expensive and worth more and more and more and every time it went up all of the wall street people who had bet on it to lose lost more and more and more money and it, it ended up bankrupting a couple smaller mm. firms which Jesus. is which is hilarious to me i mean i don't like to see people <laughs> i don't like to see people put out of work by any means so i'm, I'm not laughing at that but you know, if you make your living off of being a predator and then somebody comes and preys on you, well, that's funny to me. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty funny. Poetic justice. Yeah. So, so GameStop, to their credit, took, like, they didn't sit on, on what turned out to be a huge windfall for them because they also mm-hmm. get the money. And, and I know that they kind of sold some shares internally that they owned. They sold some shares to get cash yep. to, to do more. So I know that they've like, they've revamped their online system and they've kind of modernized. And now it looks like they're starting an NFT market, which good for, good for them. Why not? And so that's a cool animation. Yeah. So they're really, doing it as like uh we are for the people now and we can create an nft platform for the people type deal which who knows if that's true they're still a conglomerate they're still owned by wall street and uh like lots of conglomerates their website kind of blows but yeah it just takes <laughs> just takes you to a type form page i'm not i'm not gonna fill this out i'm not a creator but yeah, I thought it interesting. You know, the the more NFT marketplaces, the better, right? In my opinion, as long as as long as they're using an established blockchain and it's not going to be like GameStop chain, then I'm fine with it. GameStop token. GameStop. To- I'm sure that's I'm sure that's on the way. I do have a an NFT project that I want to share. Right, so the the NFT project today is Nine Tails NFT, and you can get there by typing in ninetails.io into the web address. the The thing that appealed to me uh, immediately upon seeing it was the artwork. So let me you see this uh, rotating GIF here. Yeah, that's I like uh, it. that's that's the artwork. It's on it's up on OpenSea. Uh, you can check out all the characters and what as i've said before previous previous podcast i think it was is i'm very art driven and mm-hmm. uh, I, I love the aesthetics it's something i see the the technique of the art before i see anything else this, this is for comic books or video games or anything else if it's not got good art i'm not interested and if it's got great art then i'm interested and even if the story blows i'm still like the art though is amazing and this yeah. clearly has great art. This is, um, let me see, like it's got a, what did I write down? I'm not sure if you've seen the video game Hades from Supergiant, but I feel it's got uh, that sort of vibe. It's like quite nicely painted. Yeah, so it's all about the technique for me, but also I'm not sure how many heads this has. Like I'm looking at it and I'm trying to figure out how they've assembled things, you know, and the layering and shit. I, either way, it's it's pretty beast. Yeah. Uh, okay. So let me see. Yeah, I like that. All right. It, it's mostly. Uh, I think they describe themselves as a a video game company rather than uh, rather than what else an NFT company. I suppose is video games first. So a video That's game good. is on the uh, is on the uh, the roadmap. It's going to okay. be a card game. Okay. And uh, what I found interesting was uh, the team is doxed. Mm-hmm. It looks like uh, it looks like they're French, judging by the the schools they went to. But you've got the artist that is not doxed, <clears throat> and I found this interesting because there is there's a lot of judgment I think within the art community that you shouldn't do NFTs. It's bad for the planet, and you're just you know 
cashing in or you're being a sellout, yada, yada, yada. Like I've, I've been called pathetic by people for being in NFTs, like just within the artist community, you know? That's crazy. So I'm wondering, I'm wondering if that's the reason why he's doxxed uh, or not doxxed rather, he's not announced himself or, or if it's any other reason, but there is a lot of peer pressure, I think. And it's, it's strange to see when you're on this end, like, you, you know, it happens like, because you've seen it before, yeah. like there was outrage with NFTs before. Uh, and now, yeah. that I'm, now that I'm fully in it, I'm not even fucking toying the line or anything. It's not something I really think about, but no. you do you do see people discussing NFTs so, within the art community and it's, it's not a received topic. So let's get into this a little bit because I have, yeah. I have lots of thoughts about this, but especially when it comes to like the environmental impact, let's say, right? Mm-hmm. I don't buy any argument that NFTs are bad for the environment. I'm not saying they don't have an environmental impact. Everything does. But are you telling me that a bunch of digital JPEGs, even for as much electricity as it costs to mint them, you're telling me that that's worse for the environment than tens of thousands of printed pages of comic books and again nothing not not trying to get you or anyone else in trouble but if you're doing a comic book printed run well 95 percent are going to end up in the landfill yeah so you've got the environmental cost just to produce these things then you've got the environmental cost of disposal I don't buy for one second that that's any better for the planet than NFTs. I, I don't. I don't buy it for a second either. Uh, it's. I, I believe it's salty people who did not get any money. Uh, yeah. Or, and I, I really do believe that any, anyone who's got a problem with anything. That, I mean, that's a fucking. That's maybe a bit too wide a statement. Often, if someone has a problem with something, it's because they secretly desire it or they're envious or you know something else but i believe that the people kicking up a fuss have a bit of that in them yeah and and also to speak towards the environment i I don't think nfts are not environment friendly like all all that you need is a clean source of energy and same with crypto crypto mining well if you've got a clean source of energy there's no problem in mining at all problem is a lot of mining is done in countries where electricity is cheap and it's run on fossil fuels you know burning coal in china for example that is bad for like air pollution but otherwise if you are clean energy no problem no issue like if we were to mine in france or the uk i only mentioned france because they're big on nuclear you know nuclear is a great energy it's very clean it's well it's not it's not renewable but it's very clean and you can dispose it easily and Right. All that jazz, right. you know. If it was, if that was the case, there's no argument to be had there. Yeah, and I mean, similar. Yeah, when when you get into cryptocurrency costs, like, okay, so again, not not to keep talking about Wall Street, but mm. there's there's, I I couldn't even quantify how many people and how many office buildings and how many, but everybody every office that deals with finances. So not even just wall street banks Mm. and bank branches and financial institutions and, and, and anything. Well, those all use electricity. Those all have an environmental footprint. The people who have to drive to work, the customers who have to drive to the branches, like I'm not, I'm not railing against this. I'm not saying uh, the opposite. In fact, like I, this, this is just the cost of doing business. But you're gonna you're gonna tell me that if you were to add up all of the cryptocurrency transactions and somehow quantify an environmental expense, you're gonna tell me that that's more than if you were to add up all the financial institutions. I, yeah. I, no, again, I just don't buy it. Yeah, well, I think to that point, there's also the great thing with crypto is it's peer to peer. You know, there's no middleman. Yeah. So there's no energy. Uh, what would you say energy consumption in between you and wherever it's going you send it goes straight to there's no 
computer checking it out. Well, no, no middleman computer checking it out. There's right. no one, you know, taking off on yes, that's good. No, that's bad. Like there's no time and effort being put in there. You're you're saving theoretically. Right. Uh, I read. Uh, it was Mark McKenna who told me this. Uh, he read rather that Solana, uh, one transaction on Solana is about two Google searches worth of energy, which oh. is minute. Yeah. Yeah, but we know like Solana is a clean, green uh, right. crypto anyway. But right. I, I thought that was pretty pretty incredible. Um, another um, chain I talked about last week, blockchain that I talked about last week and um, might talk about this week is uh, Wax, the Wax blockchain. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're not only a green blockchain, but they offer um, carbon footprint offsetting NFTs. So oh, yeah. you, can, you can purchase an NFT from them for $100 well, they're going to go literally buy $100 worth of trees and plant them somewhere. Yeah. yeah. I, I had a thought about like planting trees for a, a project well, that you're familiar with, actually, the, uh, the nest. Yeah. Um, I, just as a, um, an incentive, I suppose, just, just to sort of include a bit of, you know, we are aware of the yeah. planet of trying to be green and although i i do have a particular thoughts on climate change which uh, we can get into perhaps another time um sure. mainly the the uh, the idea is i'm not an alarmist and um, not not at all even although there are certainly things that we need to do uh, i'm not so concerned about it but yeah, a topic for another time, I think. Yeah, because sure. it, it it can go pretty deep uh, and something I'm passionate about as well. So okay, good. Well, yeah, we, yeah I definitely want to have it done because I, I think having a having a deeper conversation or a continued conversation about um, the environment as it pertains to our chosen technology, NFTs and crypto mm-hmm. is is important. And yeah, much yeah. like we'll we'll try to find a tokenomics expert. Uh, hit us mm-hmm. up if you're if you're an environmental expert and we'd love to have you on, we'd love to talk to you. Yeah, for, um, sure, for sure. So I finally watched the last episode of Wheel of Time, episode eight. Oh, interesting. I, okay. It's, it's done and dusted now. So again, just I... uh, sorry, to inter- sorry to interrupt. Anybody uh, listening? Again, la- last week I said 10 minutes. It ended up being about 20 minutes, but I did successfully put a flag on the video that said spoilers are over so you can feel right. free uh, if you're still what what wheel of time spoiler free uh skip ahead now until you see that uh mm-hmm. sign saying you're good to go anyways my apologies go on no no to be fair i i'm not sure how long you're supposed to wait until you openly discuss what could be spoilers like uh there's there's a few funny comments. Uh, I wish I remembered which project it was on, which project, which video it was about. I think it was like a, a really like 1950s film or something. Yeah. And some dude on Reddit is like, oh man, spoilers! I didn't see, didn't watch that film. I was like, well, that was, you know, that was six yeah. years ago. When, yeah. When when is what is the limit? You know. Um. But yeah, I, mean, me, I, I took my time. I took my time fucking watching it. So you know, anyone yeah. who's behind me is you know, yeah, get on it. You know. I and I kind of feel like in the in the internet age, like it's on you to avoid spoilers, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So um, yes, I think people should give spoiler warnings and stuff. But mm-hmm. I know, like, like me and my me and my fiance, we're we like Survivor, the TV show Survivor, and yeah. that's Wednesday, and that that airs Wednesday nights, or it doesn't matter when it airs, but whatever night it's airing. I know, okay, I can't go on Twitter right now. I can't go on Twitter until after I've watched it. Otherwise, it's going to get spoiled. That's, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what the alternative is. Asking everybody on Twitter not to talk about it. like Yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Um, and before we go into what, actually, uh, I'm not sure you mentioned last time, but you mentioned your fiancé there. There was a, a, a funny story, at least a, an, an unorthodox story of your engagement. Did you mention uh, that last time? I don't remember. In that she asked me. 
yeah, to marry me. Much. Is that what you're referring to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she yeah, I can't remember if I mentioned it last time, but that's um yeah, on on uh one night in December, she she got down on her knee and asked me to marry her and uh my brain went in a million different directions and the only words I managed to stumble out were well where's the ring and uh and she said right here and she pulled one out of her shirt and uh actually oh does that come through anyways uh, oh gotcha gotcha got so Is there's there? there's sort of a ring box it's um, the tesseract that's right the mighty power cube that's right <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's fun. She's a she's a modern yeah. woman. She don't need no man except for me, totally, I guess. Totally. Yeah, <laughs> but the most important man. Yeah, but yeah, no, I, I just thought it was it was unorthodox and uh, quirky and cool, and uh, yeah, congratulations, innit? Thank you. You're Thank welcome. you. All right, so wheel of time. Uh, I have some thoughts on it, and I, I must say mostly negative thoughts. And mm. I wanted to get your take on it first before I fucking started railing on it i suppose fair enough um, get get some positive in, in there while while we can if you if you have positive thoughts so i enjoyed the entire eight episode run hmm. with the exception of the last 15 minutes of the last episode okay good good um i I've been calmed since there's a there's a semi-official Wheel of Time podcast put out by Dragon Mount and Dragon Mount is the semi-official website for Wheel of Time it right. it, it um you know it was it used to have buy-in from Robert Jordan and they still get interviews with his estate and stuff so it's you know it's semi-official and um after listening to that podcast, I am a little bit calmed down. I am a little bit um, optimistic. And then um, after I hear your thoughts, I'll tell you about one season two spoiler um, that um, Rafe, Rafe Judkins, the showrunner and, and main writer, um, right. he, let, he let a season two spoiler slip. Um, mm -hmm because of some of the backlash so okay. uh, well we can talk about that in a moment but yes i i think we may be on the same page all right perhaps i i i also love the thing right up until the end and uh, i do have some notes just in case i was going to forget anything the yeah. the things i found awful and i don't think that's a, an over exaggeration it was fucking awful was Tarman's gap, the actual, uh, Tarwin, sorry, the actual wall and the, the, the construction of it and how these windows were everywhere, like these entrances. Like if you've yeah. got a massive wall, don't have, don't have windows down here where people can just fucking walk up it. Yeah. That's, that's awful. What the hell? Like, and then there was the, they were lining up arrows, bows and arrows. I think it was crossbows actually. And this is a cardinal sin in a fantasy. When you're going to the lit loose the arrow, you don't say fire, you say loose. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's like it's like you know, some fucking 15-year-old boy who's who's never watched the fantasy directed this. And I don't want to I don't want to be unfair. I don't know why this happened or or how. So I won't say anything bad about uh, the director. But okay, more things, more things. The Shinarins, I felt, were a pushover. Uh, this uh -huh. great warrior race, these borderland people. Uh -huh. And basically all we seen was they went into the, the gap. They fired a few bolts and then all then the trollocs are fucking coming out. It's like, oh, yeah. my brother's been defeated. And then that's it. It's like there was absolutely no sort of adequate storytelling in the battle scene. You know, it was just the top trollocs climbed the stupid construction and got in and then away they went. Also, I wasn't impressed by a lack of numbers, really, of the trollocs. Like you were seeing yeah. a big sort of battle scene. There was a lot of space let's say but it wasn't it just was awful it was bad it was really bad it was so short i agree because the shinarans 
you'd think they'd be better prepared. You'd think the leader, uh, Aglemar, you, you'd think right. he would, I mean, he was shit, wasn't he? Like he just, <laughs> he didn't, he, re, first of all, he refuses the armor that is said to save everybody's life. Yeah. And then he immediately gets a spear in the chest without, you know, again, stand, cause he's standing in front of a window. Yeah. yeah. Right. So uh, I don't know that, that was silly. And then, um, I did not like the following scene either where the women linked together and, and uh, like, I get, I get what they were trying to do. I get that they were trying to show that yes, the, the, the one power is powerful and you yeah. can use it to destroy an army of Trollocs, but, and I get that they were trying to show that like, there's a difference between somebody trained in the power yeah. Versus somebody like um, uh, um, Queen of Shinar, uh, Princess of Shinar, I forget her name, who who kind of like took the power. And then just couldn't, didn't make the cut, you know? Yeah, like if you compare the linking in the earlier episode where they gentle Loghain, yeah. if you compare that linking to the linking in this episode, well, you can tell you know she's way less good at it she was yeah. she was forcing the power through them instead of yeah. using the power that would normally be through them mm. um, that was given and i think uh, there was sorry there was another twist that i thought of was she destroyed them trollocs were gone after yeah. that right yeah and uh that's fair enough yeah the one power is great i don't think someone untrained could destroy fucking 20,000 Trollocs just like that, though, even if they were linked. And not only that, if she could do that, and she had an inkling that she could, why not just fucking send her to the gap? Eh? Fucking yeah, all the I, Shinarians died. You could have just fucking blasted them all. God damn it. Yeah. It just, it, the whole thing with the taking of the gap and then the stopping of the Trollocs, and it just wasn't well done. It, like, yeah. nothing flowed for me. It was... There were so many issues that it was hard to suspend disbelief, and you you can't you can't you can't have that basically. Like it, I'm a, I'm a I'm a creative person, uh, imagination's my thing. I can suspend disbelief widely. You know, it's probably like to my detriment. I can suspend disbelief, and I just wasn't able to do it here. It was like this. There's too many things that aren't gelling, and it's it's hard to stay into this. You know. Yeah. So the end of that, where Nynaeve, quote unquote, dies or gets burnt out. You know, how many times are they going to pull the somebody's dead, but the one power can save them trick? Yeah. Right. Uh -huh. Like the one power is not supposed to be able to reverse death. Yeah, totally. And uh, now you could say there's a buffer, right? Nineave was only down for, um, you know, however long, not very long. So I get they're playing, you know, I, I understand what they're trying to do. So my, my issue is not with what they're trying to do. It's just with how they did it. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's also how, if someone dies, right, you'll always be thinking, ah, but the one power will save them. Like, Right. like you can't play that trick too many times or people it's like the boy who cried wolf it's exactly it's like oh i'm not even going to be sad about this death because i know about the next scene she'll be fucking healed or something you know it's uh, it's not good practice i think i'm not a director what do i know in the end but i've seen a lot i've seen enough movies or series to uh, to have an idea uh, but yeah not not impressed with that bit i wanted to ask you about the battle, I suppose, between the Dark One and Rand, the Dragon Reborn. Now, I've, I've yeah. always sort of wondered, how do you go about creating a battle between, like, it's like it's like a mental battle, really, or a yeah. mental slash moral battle. And I suppose it, it's, it is in the way that they portray it. It's like, all right, you've been given this sort of moral conundrum that Rand has seen Egwene, Eggy, and uh, a child of their own and he's in the two rivers where he wants to be and even that was sort of it didn't seem too intense enough basically there wasn't any heart-wrenching oh this Agreed. is good or but that's bad and 
it didn't seem so intense yeah i guess i well, said that before and and of course we know that that wasn't the dark one it was ishmael right or it was supposed to be ishmael and amazon spoiled that because um you know they're setting you up to think that it is the dark one but if you if you moused over and you get you know that x-ray thing they do that yeah, tells yeah, you yeah. about the um they it said ishmael which of course it is because you don't really ever see the dark one until towards the end of the series yeah. um but overall i thought that battle was okay um mm. Again, I get what they were trying to do. You know, how do you show a mental battle between between two people? I, I found it interesting about Moraine holding the knife. <laughs> for, funny cat. For, for, the, for those of you listening, rather than watching, my cat is petting me. Um, <laughs> yeah, just, just gently caressing your beard. Give me attention. <laughs> um but yeah, I, I, you know, I believed for a minute that Moraine was going to kill him. Yeah, no, that's true. I, I forgot about that, actually. That was quite, uh, I was, I was gripped, I would say. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed, I enjoyed that scene and I, I did feel some trepidation watching it and it was good. I, overall, I liked that scene. I liked the Ishmael character. Yeah, I think he was a very uh, what would you say, svelte, I suppose, sort of smooth talking. Yeah, um, yeah. I hope we see more. Uh, I'm sure we will. Polite, polite, and sort of alluring in a sense, like you know, come to the dark side. I was like, yeah, I'm getting a, getting the right vibes from from him. Basically, that's the right sort of way to go because you can't just all be like super evil and be repulsive. You know, you have to be sort of persuasive and yeah, you know. It's as easy as breathing. Well, I'm not sure if you said that, but you know, it's something like that. It's like, all right, yeah, that, that does seem so natural. I will come at the dark side, you know, of course. Yeah. Of course. Well, the dark side's always cooler, anyways. But we uh, another criticism I read online was just the blight in general. How wow. it, it seemed it seemed too easy for them to get yeah. through. They cut mm -hmm. out all of the fun stuff that in the book they encountered um you know they they only i'm glad we saw the seven towers of of malkir but it was just a throwaway i i have a i have a hypothesis it was supposed to be 10 episodes and then come episode seven they're like uh what's what's the budget looking like anyway oh shit sorry <laughs> we can only do eight episodes you know uh, that, there is uh, there's a lot of content lost i feel like the whole yeah. battle between at the towns gap you know that's an episode worth yeah you know yeah it, it just the last half hour i think just far too rushed but um, you know whatever that, that's why i'm trying not to be judgmental and i uh, fucking apologize to the uh, the director from what i said earlier well you know, who knows what was going on but uh, it doesn't bode well for for the fucking season two, I would say it doesn't bode well for if this is how Amazon runs its shit. It doesn't bode well for Lord of the Rings either. The Silmarillion. So, the one last thing that I would say about Wheel of Time, because yeah, Lord of the Rings will definitely, I guess that'll we'll be able to watch that during Wheel of Time's hiatus and and talk yeah. about that. Although that's going to be, I won't be able to compare that to the books at all. Like I, I've read. I've read Lord of the Rings and I've read the Hobbit and that's it. So yeah. um, anyways, the one last thing about wheel of time is, is loyal, loyal, loyal's death, loyal's death question mark. Oh yes. I fucking forgot about that as well. Jesus. That really bothered me. Um, it bothered me to the point where I'm like an idiot Googling uh is loyal really dead and it's like well the show the show just aired how is anybody supposed to know if loyal is really because i don't because i don't want him to be he's not supposed to be and he's got a huge uh huge part to play so are you ready for the season two spoiler go for it he's not dead um god damn so rafe rafe judkins the showrunner this is his quote loyal is not dead he is alive and well and shooting in Prague. 
I wanted people to be a little on their toes because real deaths are coming for characters that don't die in the books. We have to because we can't hold 2000 series regulars through multiple seasons. It's coming and I want people to emotionally prepare themselves. The thought that Loyal might be gone will hopefully start to get people emotionally prepared, but I couldn't. He's my favorite. So if he's not dead, which I'm, I'm happy about. Yeah. Well, is this just another instance then of somebody dead going to be saved by the one power? Like, how are they going to get out of this? Yeah, is nine yeah, I mean, is is nine going to come back and and say, like because Uno Uno died too. Well, you can't kill Uno, right? We were just barely getting to know him with yeah, the yeah, bla- yeah. the blasted light and the blasted this and the blasted that. So, is nine Ave going to walk in and see? Uh, Perrin distraught and, and all of these dead Shinarans and, and an Augur and say, oh, I got this, and just like yeah. boom again, or what's going to happen? Yeah. I think that's that's the only answer, really, and it just goes to your point of, you know, what is a death, really, in this series? Is it even worth noticing? Yeah. And I love the series, though. <laughs> yeah. Love the series, just not the, yeah. the last half hour. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to condemn the whole thing based on. Yeah, sometimes you stumble. Um, it's it's funny talking about we we spoke about Survivor very briefly a little while ago. Um, Rafe Judkins, the showrunner, was a contestant on Survivor. All right, cool. And through his connections, he made on Survivor eventually became a. Uh, a writer and a producer and a blah 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 and now he is running this show so nice. that's kind of cool yeah, that's a good path good path all right so we are gonna try to do every week either a quirky news bit or a comedy bit ross and i are both lovers of comedy we're both lovers of quirky news. weird weird quirky news <laughs> so uh, and the idea behind the quirky news originally was that it's supposed to be something relatively local, you know, for maybe that means all of Canada for me, maybe that means all of all of Europe for you or something, but uh, relatively local. So um, what I have for us today is a story about a young um in, in, in Alberta, my province, our, uh, our politicians elected to the provincial legislature are called members of the Legislative Assembly, so MLA for short. So uh, Alberta MLA Thomas Dang resigns from NDP, which is his party, uh, from NDP caucus after RCMP searches home, so after the Mounties searched his home. And so the basic... Uh, Essentially what happened, as far as I can tell, is that um, the, the province set up a website to allow people to access their own COVID-19 vaccination records. And there was some sort of privacy breach in this website where you could access anybody's records, not just your own. And so what this MLA did, uh, Thomas Dang, was he went and he alerted the relevant government department to the breach but then went and exploited the breach himself he was ostensibly doing it as like a white hat hacker type of deal where he was just Mm. kind of showing proof of concept so that a fix could be made but somewhere it went off the rails and now he's being (laughs) invested now he's being investigated by the mounties and he had to resign from caucus. Um, Jesus, he's he's still he's still a member of the legislative assembly, um, so he has not resigned from that. But right now he's just sitting. He's sitting as an independent. He's sitting as somebody without a party. <laughs> and I suspect, uh. I suspect he'll be cleared, and I suspect he'll rejoin his party. But yeah. You know, he's got a degree in in uh, computer science with a specialization in security. Gotcha. Right? So I so I understand why he thought this would be a good idea. But and as a 26 year old, you know, 
you don't think any of your ideas are bad, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, that carries I mean, on until you're yeah, 31, I think. I was gonna say as 38, <laughs> as 38 year old, I still don't right. think any of my ideas are bad, but so <laughs> this guy, um do you, so he alerted folk to the uh the issue and then yeah. he used the issue himself. Do you think yeah. there was any foul play there? Like I what, what I, could possibly be gained, I think. I think he probably searched records of people he knew, not with any yeah. malicious intent. Yeah, like he curiosity. probably he probably went like, oh, let's see if I can get my mom's. Let's see if I right. can get my friends, right? Yeah, it would yeah. be the same, like, oh, let me look up Ross's vaccine record. I'm not doing that right. maliciously. It's yeah. just I shouldn't have done it. Yeah, yeah. It's just like you you're a bit curious. I wonder, I wonder about this. Yeah. And is like it, same is it same way you you know, just type in a fucking search thing on Google is like, right. Uh, you know, um, right. is loyal dead in the next season, you know? Right. Exactly. Well, <laughs> like I used, I used to work for one of Canada's major phone companies. And so mm-hmm. you have access to the database of customers. Right. And it's like the number one rule was you cannot look up yourself, your friends or your family. Okay. Um, because even if you don't have a malicious intent, even if you are just doing it because you're bored, just like you couldn't look up, like, you know, the odds are because it was the biggest company, the odds are that, you know, insert Canadian celebrities name here, right. Probably could have found them. Well, yeah, don't yeah. do that. Right. Like, <laughs> don't, don't do that. So I mean, this guy should have known better right in yeah. what circumstance are you ever allowed to look up other people's information even if you think you're doing it for good mm-hmm. well that's true only the government's allowed to do that exactly and only for bad yeah. <laughs> <laughs> only for bad people and only for bad yeah. all right story yeah it's we'll we'll see what happens i'm, I'm waiting boy. to see oh thomas <laughs> thomas 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 and i remember when he first got elected he was 19 when he Jesus. first got elected and wow. everybody was like oh this is the future well uh-huh. it is well, <laughs> well you got to say it for yourself thomas eh? shame on you uh all right well i think that brings us to the end of this week's nearly nearly fresh topics um Thank you all for, for tuning in, or I guess it's not tuning in. Thank you all for clicking on and logging on or, or choosing us in your favorite podcast player. Um, we are nearly fresh topics and we're going to come at you every week on Wednesdays in your podcast player and on YouTube. Uh, if you have any questions or comments for us, or if you're a tokenomics expert, or if you are a, an environmental expert, or an expert of any kind, a wheel of time expert, uh, hit us up at asknftpod at gmail.com. Questions, concerns, feedback, we're open to it all. Uh, My my co-host here with me is Ross, Ross Campbell. And I am Jason, also known as the Penguin VA. And we will see you next week with another episode of Nearly Fresh Topics. Cheers, guys.